You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend in worship. I was not with our church family this weekend. Uh, Lindsay and I snuck away to celebrate our 20th anniversary. Just so you know, before you offer congrats, we actually haven't made 20 years until May 26th, but we celebrated a little bit early because it worked out best for our calendars. So we missed you this weekend, but hope you guys had a fantastic week of worship. So let's go ahead and get started with today's podcast episode. I want to talk to you about discipleship, one of the most important words in the church, and here's why. The reason discipleship is one of the most important words for us is because this is exactly what Jesus told us to do. In the Great Commission, that is in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, Jesus gave the church its big job. When I do baptism counseling with kids, I tell them this is the Jesus job. But literally, this is the most clear statement of what Jesus told the church to do. And our task, he said, go make disciples of all nations. So discipleship is a huge word for us because this is exactly what Jesus told us to do. We use lots of different curriculums, lots of different strategies, lots of different environments and plans and programs. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what we are accountable to as a group of believers who worship together is that we're supposed to be making disciples of all nations. So it's reasonable for us to ask, well, what is a disciple? I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about it. So the word disciple in the New Testament comes from a Greek word, mathetes, which doesn't matter that you remember the Greek word, but you can hear the word math, and that brings back memories of the classroom for me in school when I was studying math. But there's no surprise there because the word mathetes, that is disciple, it literally means a learner. In other words, somebody who learns from somebody else. So we are disciples and we're making disciples. It literally means we're learning from Jesus and we're helping other people learn from Jesus. But I think we've got to pause right here and recognize that there is a 2,000-year gap created by history that allows us to misunderstand what Jesus is saying. So if a disciple is a learner, I think it's important for us to ask, what are we learning? What do you mean? So here we go. When you tell American Christians, people in the West, that we're supposed to learn from Jesus, our minds very likely go to the places where we've done the most learning. Classrooms. We think about our education system. We think about school. We think about all those years that we spent in rows of desks, listening to a teacher, studying books, learning big words, answering questions, taking tests, writing papers. And for the most part, you know, our economy depended on an educational system that was very academic. It's not as much about learning skills as it was about learning knowledge. So when we think about learning from Jesus, we think about knowledge. So no surprise for a lot of modern believers in the West, when we first talk about discipleship, the first thing that comes to mind is our knowledge, our knowledge of the Bible. How much have we learned? How many studies have we completed? How many Bible doctrines do we know? How much theology can we recite? How many questions can we answer? So sometimes we think that discipleship is just knowledge and it's understandable that we think that because a disciple is a learner. And for us, learning was knowledge based. Hey, listen, let's let's imagine the 2,000-year gap, right? When Jesus told his disciples to be learners, 
the model that he was reflecting on was the model of a rabbi teaching his disciples. It was a model of learning that was better suited in the ancient world to an apprenticeship, to a setting where if somebody wanted to learn, they were likely in a close relationship with the person they were learning from, and they were watching this person so they could learn the skills necessary for the trade. A carpenter would partner an apprentice with a master carpenter, and inside the context of that personal relationship, a new carpenter, an apprentice, would learn from a master by watching him, working with him, and then ultimately doing what he did. So I tell people that discipleship in that apprentice model would be that we we would watch what Jesus does, we would learn what Jesus does, and then we would do what Jesus does. And if you think about it, that idea works fantastic when we think about the Gospels. So the 12 disciples were called to come and learn from Jesus, but they didn't just sit in rows of desks in classrooms. Now, they gathered around Jesus as he taught. They absolutely, absolutely gained knowledge from Jesus about the kingdom of heaven, about God himself, about what's expected in religion, about what worship looks like, about ethics, about morals, about the kingdom. So discipleship definitely has a knowledge component. But my big point is, that's just one piece of the puzzles. The disciples also would walk with Jesus and watch him cast out a demon. Watch him heal a leper. They were sent out two by two into villages and given authority from Jesus to go out and teach and to heal, to cast out demons, to heal the sick. They watched Jesus raise the dead. They watched Jesus look with compassion on people. So when they learned from Jesus, it wasn't only a knowledge-based education. They also had the opportunity to observe Christ in action, to watch his daily life, his rhythms, and then to begin to incorporate those into their own. And there were times when Jesus sent them out by themselves to do what he did. An apprentice carpenter has not really accomplished his goal until the apprentice carpenter can become a carpenter, until he can build a thing. So Jesus sent the disciples out. Now, what's the relevance of that for us? Well, for us, when we hear that we're supposed to make disciples, and we know that disciples are learners, I want us to realize that we're not learning just a knowledge-based uh, way of life. We're, In fact, we need to recover that apprentice-based model where we realize that discipleship means that you and I would live in relationship with Jesus until we're shaped into the image of Jesus, that we would learn to see what Jesus did and do what Jesus did, just the way the apostles did, that we would learn to forgive, that we would learn to love our enemy, that we learn to turn the other cheek, that we learn to bring God's wisdom, that we learn to teach God's parables, that we would be able to do the things that Jesus was doing while he was walking around Galilee, walking around Judea, and blessing the world as new creation. So our big job is to make disciples. And I just want to challenge us today with this big idea. Disciples are not just people who know a lot about the Bible. Disciples are not just people who know lots of big Bible words. In fact, if you think about it, the Pharisees, uh, who were sort of the opponents of Jesus in some situations, they knew lots of big Bible words. They were very deep in their biblical knowledge. So if, if discipleship was only Bible knowledge, well, the Pharisees would be phenomenal disciples, but they weren't. They rejected Jesus. They did not follow his way of life. They didn't follow his pattern of life. So in truth, I think it's important for us as a church when we say that we are disciples of Jesus and we're making disciples of Jesus, 
I think it's really important for us to stop and think about, wow, what is a disciple of Jesus? And at Carterville, we talk about this nine ways that we follow Jesus. And these are just nine qualities that were present in the life of the disciples of Jesus that we didn't see when we contrasted them with the very learned Pharisees who were deep in Bible knowledge, but were not learning the Jesus way. We talk about love and repentance. We talk about obedience and prayer, scripture, community, generosity, service, and making other disciples. And we recognize that for you and I to be disciples, it's going to require more from us than just that we study our Bible or that we go deep in our knowledge of God. It's going to require that we love Jesus and that we obey Jesus, that we make new disciples, that we're out there in the harvest field serving Jesus Christ just the way he taught his disciples to do. In church family, there's nobody that I would rather learn to do that with than you. Thank you for being faithful to Jesus. Thank you for walking with Christ. Thank you for being shaped daily into the image of our Savior. Church, I love you. I'm happy to be discipled by you, with you, and I'm excited very much about you and I making disciples together of every generation from now until Jesus comes. I love you. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. 